and welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I am Kelly DeLeon with Treasure Data, and we are partnering with CDO Magazine, MIT CDOIQ, and the International Society of Chief Data Officers in a series of interviews. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Prachi Priya, Chief Data Officer at Team One. Welcome. I'm so excited to talk with you. Thank you, Kelly. I'm really glad to be here. I want to kind of um, delve into some different topics. Uh, let's talk a little bit about organizational change management and data literacy. First, I just kind of want to talk about, obviously, as a CDO, you sit, uh, you know, in a very important role uh, in making sure to, you know, enable a, a data-driven culture within your company. I'm wondering if you can share your perspective on some of the key hurdles that companies need to overcome to really build and maintain a data-driven culture. Absolutely. Um, in my perspective, it comes from working in many different types of organization, small as well as really large scale as well. And before getting into the hurdles, to get to that build that data-driven culture, I always kind of level set, what do I mean by when I'm saying data culture? And there's tons of definition out there, but in the simplistic terms, it just implies that whatever decisions we are making in the organization that are made based on data evidence, not on gut instinct. Evidence and reason are valued above all else, and it does not matter who is talking or what tone they are using. The most important thing that matters is that argument makes sense given the data. Mm -hmm. it, that's that's how I define data culture. And there's people have there are a lot of organizations that have reached data culture, but that number or that percentage is still pretty low. Based on what I was reading from um, new vantage vantage research. I think there's only about 26.8% of all firms uh, research that they said that they have been successful in building a data culture within their firms. We still have a long way to go. Um, in terms of hurdles, I'll say first one is the data silos that it still exist in a lot of organizations. That's the biggest one. If there's no single source of truth, it's harder to derive insights out of it and it's harder to drive the data culture or use data for building any kind of reasoning or decisions. Um, second one is that that's a big one and it's not an easy one to change is this whole resistance to change. It's human instinct. Uh, we have, there's a certain way of doing things in the organization and there's organization learning and data culture brings you know change in the culture. So that just the resistance to change is another big one. And there are certain ways, again, I know we're going to talk about it, like how to solve for that. There are certain uh, things or uh, steps that help work in that direction. Like how do you um, reduce that resistance to change by enabling certain things? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the last one I'll say is data quality. And it goes hand in hand with the silos of data. If the data is not of uh, good quality, you can verify that, validate that, then people are not going to use it. And then you cannot bring that data culture that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more about the, the silos piece and the data quality going together because um, 
I think two things that come from silos, sometimes it's literally you can have two different groups of people trying to answer the same question, but using a different data set. And so they're coming up with really different conclusions, you know, based on the, the systems that they have available to them. So sometimes it's, you know, two competing answers, or sometimes it's those data silos that actually, you know, can prevent a business from seeing the whole picture. You know, if you're trying to understand the customer experience or understand things like customer lifetime value or, you know, other things like that, if you only have one piece of the picture or one part of, you know, the customer's uh, journey and you're not connecting sales data and back office data and marketing data and customer service data and all of those kinds of things, you can really draw the wrong conclusions, you know, and it can hold businesses back from, from, you know, innovation, from decision-making, all of those kinds of things. So it, I, I love your perspective about the, the importance, both of the data quality and, and breaking down those silos for sure. And as you said, uh, change <laughs> is such a challenge in this. We as human beings, even if we want to, to think that we want to change, change is hard uh, for everyone. And so certainly driving towards that data-driven culture breaking down both technology silos and even, you know, kind of departmental or business silos really requires a change in mindset and, and behaviors and processes uh, to be able to do that. So I wonder if you have, uh, you know, any perspective or any advice to share about how to navigate that change within an organization or, or how to drive that forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I can talk about kind of like very high level framework that I have used that helps with driving that change. And I'll also talk about a few uh, tips and experiments that uh, we have done as a team and that has helped drive it too. Yeah, starting with the framework, I think it's very important to kind of define and communicate. And I'm using both define and communicate what the vision is for this data-driven culture. What do we want to create? Uh, this also includes identifying the business goals and objectives that we want to achieve through this data-driven decision-making and this connecting it to the previous part that we were talking about. Analytics or data or technology uh, objectives should be directly linked to the business objectives. And that if you are defining that and communicating that in the vision, it helps you know, bring that uh, Awareness and plus acceptance easier. So I think that's the first step. And then before implementing any changes, and we do that on all our data projects too. So I think this is important in the change manage management aspect of it. What is the current state? Like assessing the current state, seeing uh, what are the strengths, what are the things that are already data-driven. There are processes and things people are using data. So how? what are the strengths, weaknesses, and then gaps or opportunities where we can help improve the whole process. And then based off of that, we build this whole roadmap where how we will implement this change and achieve that vision. So it should, it has to be very specific goals, milestones, timeline included in there. And how do you, we drive that change? The team, building that right team is so important. And that team has to have a blend of skilled uh, team members who are, who understand the vision and can help drive that change. And I usually have um, a combination of different skill set or 
persona, if I can say that on my team. So along with my data scientists and engineers and analysts, I also have data storytellers or data consultants who can communicate that vision. Everyone has their own role on the team, but in its entirety, this team, if you have complementing skill sets on the team um, and who are aligned with the vision, then it helps drive that change uh, very well. Last point I will say is, and I mentioned data storytelling, it is so, so important if you are trying to bring any kind of change, making that a data-driven culture. It's not, it's not only just important to cleanse or model the data. It's, it's extremely important to use the results to weave that narrative, that compelling narrative or a story that will help inspire some actions, right, decisions from the team to take them on a journey. Because whatever algorithm that we build is of no use if we are not clear on what is the problem we are trying to solve or what is the business, what are the objective we are trying to do. So that's why these data translators or storytellers, it's a new role or an evolving role that can act as a bridge between the very highly technical part of the analytics team and the other departments. So storytelling can drive much better business outcomes. I really like that perspective because I think, you know, we talk a lot about how data can drive towards insights, but even those insights themselves, they need they need the storytelling, right? They need uh, a way to get non-technical people to understand what's the point of this insight. What were we trying to figure out? What's the problem that we were trying to solve? And then how do you translate that into something actionable so that other people uh, you know, in the business can actually, you know, take that information, uh, those algorithms, whatever you found, you know, what those insights are and actually turn it into something. So I love the the perspective on that storytelling for sure. It's a, a great, a great framework and, and a great, uh, you know, kind of the last piece of the puzzle to make sure that you're kind of going that that last bit down the road towards actually achieving that data driven culture. You mentioned that you've worked at a lot of, you know, different sized organizations from smaller organizations to really big organizations. Uh, you already kind of touched on your roadmap, but I'm curious, you know, when you think about bigger companies, enterprise companies that, you know, are really large and have, you know, multiple departments, maybe even global organizations that have, you know, really distributed teams and lots of different goals and functions. Do you have... Um, a perspective on maybe, you know, what's different or or a, a recommendation on how to promote data literacy and that change management across those kind of larger multifaceted organizations? So first thing that I've observed is important in helping drive that data-driven culture is the placement of the CDO or chief data or analytics officer in the organization. Uh, CDO definitely 100% needs a strong technology partner. Mm. However, if the CDO function should not be placed directly within the technology office itself, in my opinion, I think it should originate from where the business's own priorities come from. Because you take the persona of the place where your position is. So if you are in the technology, then that's your focus will be how do you drive technology. However, you should always, like we talked about, focus on the business objective. 
So if you are in the technology place, it loses the business connectivity. And in my mind, I feel like CDO is a business role, given data connection directly to both people and processes. So if you are in the executive team reporting directly into the CEO, it just sets the visibility and focus in the organization from C-suite down. And it communicates that there's definitely commitment and the active sponsorship from the executive leadership and not just the support. And that, that helps a lot in driving that data culture. I think that's um, a really interesting perspective. And obviously the CDO role is a newer role. It's an emerging role. There's some businesses that do not have a CDO yet, but will in the next year or two years or three years. And thinking about where this function sits and what that communicates about you know, the priority. And, and as you said, that that sometimes those functions will kind of take on the persona of where they sit. I think it's really important to think about data sitting in between some more of the kind of front office, uh, you know, uh, parts of the business, uh, but having that close technology partner, but not being, you know, so totally aligned to that either. Really, really interesting perspective. So thank you um, for taking the time to join me today and just share your perspective and your experience. I've really learned a lot. So thank you so much for joining me today, Prachi. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for inviting me to this. I really enjoyed our conversation and geeking out on all things data. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, please visit cdomagazine.tech for additional interviews. And thank you, Prachi, and have a great day.